welcome. How lovely to have you here on How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. Thank you so much for joining me again for this episode for more kitchen and bathroom know-how. I am your host, Lindsay Blair, editor of these3rooms.com and Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms magazine. And today I am talking money. Yep, I am going in and with the help of my guest this week, hope to unravel how much a new bathroom actually truly costs. Now, I've taken a little look into this already and found that, according to recent research from Victoria Plum, the average cost of a new bathroom is around £6,500. So, you know, a tidy little sum. That research was done in autumn 2021. Checker Trades research says that for 2022, the cost of a new bathroom is somewhere between £1,500 and £7,500, depending on the materials and products chosen, with the average cost sitting at about grand for a new bathroom. Those give you a good ballpark to get started, but of course, as with anything to do with cost and money, there are so many variables. How long is a piece of string comes to mind? I think I said that exact thing when I was talking kitchen costs last series, in fact, but I stand by it is very very true and if you're parting with such a large sum of cash you want to ensure you're getting good value for money as well phew there's going to be a lot to talk about in this one so here with me to discuss how much a bathroom costs setting a budget where the money goes and how to make sure you really get that value for money is amy stoddart an interior designer and founder of ar interiors and also the brains behind some of the absolutely stunning bathroom and kitchen design we have featured in the pages of kdb magazine before we get going on this week's episode a word of thanks to our sponsor duravit a specialist in modern bathroom design duravit has launched the duravit number one complete bathroom series which comprises a contemporary collection of baths basins taps toilets and storage all at great value for money starting at 506 pound for a 55cm vanity unit and matching basin. So if you're a first-time buyer, want designer style at a lower price or looking to easily update your bathroom with new fittings for a fresh look, check out the range at durivit.co.uk. Durivit, upgrade your everyday. Hello, Amy, down the line, who's joining me today. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. How are you doing today? It is a Friday. We're recording this on a Friday, so we're we ready for the weekend. I have got that Friday feeling. I'm ready for the weekend, definitely. Now, today we are talking about how much a bathroom costs. And it's going to be an interesting one because no two bathrooms are the same, no two budgets are the same, and no two design briefs are the same either. And whenever we talk about money or costs, it's so subjective, but I'm hoping that through our chat, we can give people a rough idea of what kind of cost to expect and how to really get that good value for money from their project, no matter how much they're going to spend on it, whether that's a few hundred pounds or thousands of pounds. There are so many nuances, aren't there, to nailing the answer of how much a bathroom actually costs. What with all of those different factors, there's a product and then there's actually the cost of the labour 
in your experience working with people to redesign their bathrooms, what's the main cost-based question that you get asked? Yeah, it does tend to be, without stating the absolute obvious, how much does a bathroom cost? Which, as you said, is quite an awkward one because there are a so many variables. You've got what's your style, what do you like, what are your priorities? Um, for example, a lot of people would like to have two sinks and that ultimately brings the cost up quite quickly. And then B, as you mentioned, you've got those kind of elements that you don't tend to think about. So the installation, then you've got sanitary wear, tiles, lighting and accessories, which again, people don't really think about. So I think people tend to ask, how much is a bathroom? But you just kind of need to break down that question, first of all, and dig a bit deeper with your client before you can kind of answer that. The nature of a bathroom has changed, hasn't it, over the last five, maybe 10 years? Whereas once upon a time, we might have literally having a three-piece suite of a bathroom. So it comes as a package. Whereas now, it's we don't really design our bathrooms like that, do we? No, exactly. And you've got so many different suppliers. You're going out to so many different companies for different prices. There's just so many different things to consider. You could go for it on a freestanding bath and then kind of pair it back with the sanitary wear. And I think that's really important when you're thinking about your budget as well. Yeah, so make a wish list of everything you want. I mean, if you do want a three-piece suite, you can still get those. But ten tends to be nowadays that we do think about the bathroom as all those individual items put together. Each one will come with its own cost. Yeah. Now, the bathroom is a complicated room, as I said. So a lot of the costs involved, which can be rather sort of annoying because I I think people like to spend on what they see but you have to invest in the back end of a bathroom don't you so a lot of the costs associated with a bathroom renovation are actually hidden aren't they the labor the plumbing you know all of those practical elements that essentially make the bathroom function properly yeah 100% and they actually do like you said take up kind of the bulk of the cost And people don't tend to realise that, especially when you're doing a small project like one bathroom. It's surprising how much the installation is going to cost you. Whereas if you're doing kind of a bigger project, like a whole house renovation, the bathroom kind of gets swallowed up among various different costs. And it tends to ultimately be more cost effective to do it that way. Oh, I see. Now, I did mention earlier some research that I have from Checker Trade, which put the average bathroom in the UK at four and a half thousand pounds. But there was a range between one and a half and seven and a half thousand pounds, depending on the spec and the level of the project. Now, obviously, that's a broad average, as it can cost much more than that, of course, as well. We can go into the tens of thousands if we really want to. But that research also broke down the different areas of the cost, including the ripping out the existing bathroom, ready for the new stuff to go in, the electrical work, the plumbing, the heating, installation of all the new things, and also things like tiling and decorating. So already there's quite a list there, isn't there, of the labour involved and, you know, potentially pipeworks and things like that. If someone is planning on doing their bathroom as their next project, where should they begin with setting a budget and getting a realistic idea of how much money to set aside to cover this, you know, quite a long list of different things for a relatively small room compared to the rest of the house? 
I think firstly, if you're looking to hire a designer, then this is a great first question to kind of get out in the open. We can work with you to figure out your overall project spend and then how much you should be allocating for the bathroom. We've got so much experience with it. I've done numerous bathrooms now, so you can kind of get a gauge from those initial few conversations with the client of how much they have for a bathroom and how much they should be spending on a bathroom. We love working to budgets. It makes my life so much easier if I know from the outset how much I'm working with. So, you know, if it is a £5,000 bathroom, I know instantly of the 10 brassware suppliers that I've got in my head, I know to narrow it down to maybe two or three. And then you kind of start looking at those brassware suppliers to meet that client's budget of £5,000. Then on the flip side, if you're not going to hire an interior designer, like you said, doing that online research is so important. Checker Trade is a good one. And also just looking through magazines, um, which will feature bathrooms from designers. And it tends to mention how much they've spent. So I think that's helpful in looking at a bathroom that you might be swooning over. You can kind of then see, okay, so that one says it's £10,000. That's maybe how much I need to be looking at. And a 10 to 20% contingency on any home project is always a good idea. Yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? We always say put a 10% or 10 to 20% contingency on because... I think I'm yet to talk to a renovator who hasn't gone into their contingency budget. Agreed. <laughs> it does make sense. You know, you always go for those things that you absolutely love and they do tend to be more expensive, unfortunately. I tend to think that the contingency often gets eaten up by the unforeseen things. And I guess that's the point in it of a contingency anyway. But once the, the plumber comes on site or once you actually start ripping things out, you might find something that you totally couldn't have foreseen. And unfortunately, these things need to be rectified and they come with a cost. Yeah, that's so true. The amount of projects I've had where you rip something out and you see something and you're like, oh my God, why is that there? Particularly with if you've got an older house. Yeah. It's exactly. almost like you'll go into it with your eyes wide open and expect the unexpected. 100%. <laughs> Now, speaking of the more practical side of it, like the installation and the labour involved, how much of a budget, is there a rough estimate or percentage that a renovator or a homeowner should set aside for things like that? I always find this question so difficult and I do get it asked a lot by my clients. I tend to, when I'm talking about bathroom costs, talk about everything excluding the installation just because I find it difficult to price since I'm not an installer. You know, I've done bathrooms recently where someone's charged 2000 and then a couple of weeks later you'll get another bathroom and it will come back as 6000 It's a really, really difficult one to gauge. So I always tend to suggest that you kind of get an installation price up front, like early doors before we've gone too far into the design process. Because I think if that's something you're worried about, um, and most people are, it's good to kind of have that in mind before we start discussing pricing but yeah as I said it's just so hard for me to say how much an installer would charge because it just varies so much. That's a really good tip actually to think about that first or at least in tandem with the design that you're after or your the design that you've got in your head because if you are thinking about I don't know swapping out a bath for a a big walk-in shower for example or vice versa you know put that idea to the installer and way up 
the cost of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. And then the same for, say, oh, I'd like to move. I'm thinking about moving the toilet from this place to this place. How much is that going to cost me? Yeah, 100%. And then that stops a conversation that we might have had and stops us going too far into the design process when actually if it's too expensive to move the toilet then we won't move the toilet that is always something to consider actually that if you don't move anything in your bathroom you're instantly saving like quite a lot of money so if it's a strict renovation and keep the layout the same then that's something that we would advise why is that because it saves on all the plumbing work and the electrics so the the installer would literally just come in and swap like for like your taps or your sink, if that makes sense. So it's just taking out an existing wall-mounted tap and replacing it with a brass one or changing the bath to a shower. So keeping the plumbing and the pipes and the waste outlets, you know, for the sewerage or whatever in the same place is, is going to save you a bit of money. Exactly. We always, always say, I have to say this here, always get at least three quotes. So if you are going out to tender with installers, get at least three quotes from anyone you're going to work with before deciding on the final one to go for. Yeah. What about design fees? So obviously, if someone is working with a, an interior designer like yourself, that's another thing to factor into the overall budget, isn't it? So we've got obviously the cost of installation and the labour involved and then the product, which we'll come on to. There's also design fees to take into account if that's the route that you're going down. Yeah, definitely factor those in. I think that when you are going to an interior designer, you're obviously getting value for money. So if the designer does share their trade discounts with you, which most of them tend to do, then you are obviously getting that back in return. So the design fee does give you that kind of value for money. And it also reassures you that any decision that you're making is the right one straight away. You're not going to have to redo it later down the line. I've done so many bathrooms now. I've kind of made mistakes that you don't need to make, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. You're paying for the experience, aren't you? When you hire an expert in that field, you're paying for the experience. And they're level of knowledge gained through years of experience and also like you said the benefits that they have through their contacts and the the discounts that they can offer because of the getting products at cost um so you know it's you might have to pay the design fees but that you it does balance out elsewhere. Exactly, yeah. It's worth mentioning. Now, I know that you are an interior designer and you work on bathroom projects, but it is worth mentioning for people listening that if you go to a bathroom company on the high street or online, many of them do offer an installation service as part of the package as well. So if you are weighing up the different costs involved in a project and looking at ideas, it's worth looking across the market to weigh up the different options. Yeah. I'm not going to ask you if you agree with that because obviously you're a designer, but that's just my little um, nugget of advice to anyone who is listening and going to do their bathroom. Now, what about the things that we do see in the bathroom? What tends to cost the most? So, for example, is there a hierarchy for, say, a freestanding bath will usually cost more than a fitted one or a walk-in shower will cost more than a standard enclosure? Do you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. A freestanding bath is always going to be more expensive. It can be almost double, triple or quadruple the price of a, um, an integrated one, actually. I think another thing to consider is the bath taps. They can also vary a lot. So if you're having a lovely freestanding bath and then you get those stunning freestanding taps as well, that's going to be more expensive than 
kind of like a standard bath filler that you might have inside the bath. It kind of looks like the overflow. I get it with the um, with the taps because if you've got a freestanding floor mounted tap next to your bath, obviously the tap is much bigger. You're seeing a lot more of the tap itself rather than just the sort of projection part of it, and then the rest is hidden behind a, a wall. But why is it that a freestanding bath tends to cost so much more than a fitted one? I think there's just so much more that goes into the manufacturing process and you're seeing so much more of the exterior whereas an integrated bath is just quite simply made so I think it comes down to the materials so a lot of freestanding baths are made with more expensive materials so you could have like a Korean freestanding bath or a cast iron freestanding bath maybe the exterior has been painted they tend to be just more of an extravagant manufacturing process. I see. That's good to know. That's one of the questions that I so that came into my mind when you mentioned that a freestanding bath could be up to quadruple the price. And they can cost a lot of money, especially those real wow factor ones. So it comes down to what you like then, isn't it? About the products that you see in the bathroom. If you're envisaging your own bathroom, thinking about what you like and what you want in there obviously we have to have the basics in there like the loo the shower or bath the basin but how do you prioritize where to put your budget I think that most of my clients spend the budget on kind of kitchens and bathrooms those always tend to be the priorities in the house so With bathrooms, I always like to design the dream, so to speak. So we go through their priorities, like you say, freestanding bath, if that's their absolute dream, and that's something that we'll always put in. So we'll design the dream, and then if we are over budget, we'll pair it back and look at areas where that isn't the priority. So yeah, maybe the WC, we could save a bit of cost there, maybe the tiles. So a client came to me once and had a long list of items that they wanted, including really high cost items such as micro cement, encaustic tiles, freestanding bath and a double vanity unit with quite an expensive tap brand as well that they quite like the look of a company called Dornbracht. So this bathroom that we designed, beautiful bathroom, came in really, really high. I knew it would be too high for the client. It was essentially double the original budget. So before I even showed them that price, I kind of wanted to do my own value engineering exercise. So I basically swapped the micro cement for a concrete effect porcelain tile. I changed the bathware to a more cost effective supplier, keeping things that I knew they loved, like the encaustic tiles, which were a beautiful bright green, maintaining the freestanding bath and also keeping that double vanity unit. We actually managed to bring the cost down to less than half. And so actually below their original budget, which worked out perfectly for them. And they were just really happy that they didn't have to pay extra because they didn't really see the value in the micro cement and the expensive tap brand above um, the kind of concrete effect porcelain and the more more cost effective glassware. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a great example of how you might have this dream in your mind. But at the end of the day, you know, we all have a budget to work to. How to navigate all the products that are available on the market and find the solution that best fits with the budget that you have, because there are so many different products and so many different materials. And like you say, um, there's porcelain tiles are a great example because 
you can get porcelain tiles to look like cement, to look like wood, to look like marble. So if you have a look in mind, it might not your budget might not stretch to the authentic material, shall we say, but you could probably get a really good like for like that sits much more comfortably within the money that you have to spend. Exactly. And I think the marble porcelain tiles are a great example of that. I don't remember the last time I used an actual marble tile. The porcelain is just such a good mimic these days. Yeah. So go into it, you know, be flexible. Don't have your your sort of ideas totally set and then become disappointed if it's not within your budget. I think investigate the other options is probably the lesson I would take from that. But that, I love that example. That's perfect for the, what we're talking about. Now, a bathroom is such a functional space and you want everything to work really well in there. And I think that comes back to what we were saying earlier about the installation and not to scrimp on that. And you touched on it there. You want your bathroom to last a long time and you want it to be good value for money. Why is that so important, do you think? It is somewhere that we use every single day. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it is because we use it every single day. I think it's somewhere where you go in the morning and you just want to feel calm, ready for the day. It kind of sets you up. And then equally in the evening, you go there, maybe you have a bath and you kind of de-stress. I just think it's somewhere that people are happy to invest the money. And if you don't invest the money, you might regret it. And it just might not be that same wow factor that you, you want to experience. Yeah, the last thing you want to, you know, to spend money on the new bathroom that you envisage, but maybe not spend enough on certain items. I've heard it said that, for example, you should spend on things like good taps, good brassware, because you touch them every single day, multiple times a day. So the risk of wear and tear is higher. Yeah, I think those things that you interact with and you're touching and you want the experience and guests experience as well when people are coming to visit your home to be really memorable. Yeah, and I think that all ties into value for money because two or three months down the line, if your tap starts creaking or, you know, leaking or doing all sorts of things that you don't want it to do, actually, if you'd have spent maybe a couple hundred pounds more on it, that is longer term, better value for money, isn't it? A hundred percent. So sometimes it does actually pay to spend that little bit extra, particularly on the things that you are going to use the most. Now, as with anything, I mean, I love a bargain, but I admit when you're doing work to your home, you should invest because of the value for money argument that we've just talked about. But are there any clever ways to reduce the cost of a new bathroom? You've mentioned a few, you know, looking at different materials, downgrading sort of the the brassware brand potentially, but still having the same look. Are there any other clever ways to reduce the costs? Yes, and I actually love this question because I think there's a really clever one, which not many people actually consider, is that you don't need to tile your whole bathroom. By not tiling it, you can save so much money um, because they do take up a bulk of the cost of a bathroom renovation. So something you could consider is playing around with half-height tiled walls. Perhaps you could paint some walls that aren't going to get wet in a fun colour or even considering something like a water-resistant wallpaper could work really well as well. So I think if you focus on the kind of wet areas that need to be fully tiled and then just have fun with the rest of it and maybe only do a small tiled upstand behind your sink area and then do a wallpaper somewhere else. Yeah, just have fun with it. 
Yeah, that's a great tip because when you look at when you're shopping for tiles and you see the the cost per tile or the cost per square meter, it can often seem quite low. But actually, once you measure it and you think, oh, my God, I actually need lots of square meters worth of this. It racks up really quickly. Yeah, it really does. And then you spend thousands and thousands of tiles when ultimately the wall next to your door doesn't need to be tiled. Yeah, yeah. Great tip. Now, are are there any other tips that you have for sticking to a budget? Sure. Um, So spreadsheets is a must for me. And also, I think compromise is such a big one um, and something that I'm actually learning really quickly with my own renovation, um, which we have started this week, which is super exciting. Um, So I've been pricing my own bathroom and compromise is my biggest biggest factor I would say obviously choose those pieces that you love but then maybe compromise on a few others um spreadsheet wise keep track of everything even if it's smaller items like grout or a handle that you might be using on your vanity unit I just think it really helps to jot it all down make sure you're on top of it and um, get those quotes in first on your spreadsheet before you press the button Right. Now, I'm thinking you're doing your own bathroom. How hard is it for you as a designer, one, to do your own bathroom and two, to compromise on your own bathroom? Because you you must see so much stuff. Yeah. It's a bit like me, really. I see so many beautiful kitchens and bathrooms that whenever anybody asks me what I want in my own kitchen bathroom, I'm just like bamboozled because we see so many lovely things all the time. I feel like I change my mind every five minutes. Oh, I really do as well. And I've Honestly, I only designed it in the last few weeks because exactly that. I thought I'd change my mind every five minutes. So I've left it till the last minute. I did multiple visuals of different bathrooms, different tiles. Then I showed my partner. And um, he he's kind of the decider in a way because I have so many things that I love. As long as he's happy with one of them, then, then that's the kind of one we went with. Great. And what is it? Can you tell me what kind of look you're going for? <laughs> yes, I can tell you. It's kind of, So we live in a Victorian townhouse, so kind of keeping that theme running through. The theme is quite Soho housey, I would say. We've gone for a gorgeous Zellige style tile on the walls in a yellow, which um, I've not done a bathroom in yellow before. So that's a new one for me. I'm quite excited about it. Ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah, so I'll keep you posted on Instagram. Yes, I shall be checking that out. Now, before I ask you where people can find you online, I want to know from you, I end every episode with asking my guests what their golden rule is for design. And because we're chatting bathroom design, I want to know what is your golden rule for good bathroom design? So my golden rule is always draw it out first. You might not be working with an interior designer or an architect, but grab some paper and kind of sketch it out to plan, put all your dimensions in and just really make sure that you know what's going where and the heights and sizes of everything. I can't tell you the amount of times that I wish I'd drawn it out in more detail. I remember my uncle did his bathroom and he didn't ask my help until towards the end. So he'd already done all the niches in the stud work And then it was later down the line and he came to me and he was choosing his tiles, which was fine. But basically he hadn't considered the niche sizes and his tile sizes. So when he came to tiling the bathroom, 
all the niches were out of line with the tiles, which meant he had lots of awkward cut lines. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, it just didn't really work out. So things like that, if you drew it out first and you knew what tile you were having in the early days, you wouldn't have had that. So it's kind of an easy thing to avoid. I bet as a designer, you were sort of looking at that and wincing slightly at the <laughs> the grout lines not matching. Yeah, he came to me and he goes, I probably should have uh, gotten into a designer for this, shouldn't I? <laughs> should have come to me earlier, I would have been happy to help. <laughs> Oh, well, Amy, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your money tips there. It's been really informative and I've certainly made lots of notes and I'm sure those listening will have too. Um, So before I let you go, please, can you tell me where can people find you online? Yes. So my Instagram handle is at Amy Rebecca Interiors. I've also got a website, www.arinteriors.co.uk. And I'm going to mention again, because we have featured your projects in the magazine. So anyone who wants to have a sneak peek at those, make sure to go out and buy an issue or have a look online, because I think some of them are on there as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, the podcast today. It's been brilliant. No, thank you very much. Um, I shall let you go, but it's been lovely to chat to you. Thank you again. Well, what did you think of that then? I've made loads of notes from Amy's tips and hope you found it really useful too. It's such a difficult thing to nail down costs because as we mentioned, there are so many different variables that are unique to you, your home and your bathroom wish list. So make a list of everything that you want in there and don't forget to allocate costs for all of the hidden things like the installation and the labour involved. But great tips in there from Amy. Hopefully there are lots of ideas to help you balance your books and get the bathroom of your dreams. If you are planning your new bathroom or kitchen, in fact, head to these3rooms.com forward slash project planet kit to download your free bundle of extremely useful helpers, including a budget tracker and ebook on how to find the trades you'll need, including a bathroom designer. There's loads more in the kit too. All you need to do is head online and fill in a few details and it's yours. As ever, if you do have any questions for me or any of my guests and want to get in touch, you can email me on hello at these3rooms.com. But for now, thank you for listening and join me next time for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast.